Hello and welcome to Infinite Possibilities Abound. I'm your host, Debbie Wiesner. Human beings are electrical and magnetic, and our bodies radiate energy. Our thoughts are energy, and they radiate out into the surrounding area. Now, these vibrations are something that we can't see, hear, taste, or feel for the most part. They're not evident to our senses, but that doesn't mean they don't exist. Your thoughts are powerful. So the saying that thoughts are things is correct. If I were to ask you what it is that you wanted, what would you say? Now, because of conditioning, many humans, if not most, would respond with, I don't want to be sick. I don't want to be poor. I don't want to be hungry. I don't want to be alone. And I hope you noticed they all began with, I don't. So we're concentrating on what we don't want. And according to the law of attraction, I'm going to give you more of what you don't want because that's what you're concentrating on. So you have to be constantly aware of your thoughts. So when somebody asks me what I want, I want to be healthy. I want to be happy. I want to have more than enough resources to do the things that I want to do and help others. Our thoughts are really no different than that of TV signals or radio signals. Your station could be labeled WIIFM, which stands for what's in it for me. If you're broadcasting sadness, lack, or any form of negative thoughts, feelings, or emotions, then the universe is going to give you more of those items. Now let's come at this from a slightly different way. Let's say you're meeting some friends at a restaurant of your choice. The waitress gives you menus. Everyone's looking them over. Your three companions have made their choice and have given their order to the waitress. You say, oh, I think I'm going to have the soup and salad number four. The waitress writes it down, you begin to close the menu, and you say, oh, no, wait, I want the Reuben sandwich and the sweet potato fries. The waitress crosses out what you had said before, writes down the new order. You look around the table and go, oh, I need to change that order. I want to go back to the soup and salad on number four. Your friends look at you, the waitress sighs. You close the menu and hand it back to her. She stands there for a second waiting for you to change your mind again, but you don't, and she leaves to get the food. Now think of the food as what you want, be it good health, a partner, enough money to live comfortably. If you keep changing your mind, the universe doesn't know what to give you. It doesn't know what item you want, and therefore your mixed signals gives you mixed results or no results at all. So become aware of your thoughts. Each day we all send out thoughts. Some are more powerful or have a higher intensity than others, but they all have a drawing power. Thoughts of anger, envy, hate, malice, jealousy will attract like-minded people. Thoughts of peace, joy, happiness will attract those individuals with a similar mindset and beliefs. You make or determine your surroundings by the quality and intensity of your thoughts. So you have a choice to make about how you want to live. And it all starts 
with your thoughts. Toss a stone into a lake. Ripples and waves are produced, but they're moving in a single plane, which is level in all directions. Your thoughts move in all directions from you, the common center, the originator, the radio station. Have you ever noticed a stray thought come into your head and you go, well, where did that come from? They're a reflection or answering vibration to some strong thought put out by someone else. But if our minds are not attuned to it, attuned to receive it, the thought will basically pass us by and not affect us. If you get into the habit of thinking thoughts that are negative or lower vibrational energies, you'll be attracting those people who think the same way you are thinking at the moment. We generally receive only thoughts that are in harmony with our general mental attitude we hold. The thoughts not in harmony with us awaken no response. You are largely what you think yourself to be with input, suggestions, and ideas from those in your environment. If over time you've developed confidence, determination, persistence, perseverance, kindness, understanding, acceptance, then you're not likely to be influenced or affected by the adverse and negative thoughts of failure, discouragement, unforgiveness, fear that are being broadcast by people in your surroundings and neighborhood. If you allow yourself to dwell constantly upon failure, like-minded people will be drawn to you. If you believe and think that everything is good and everyone has value, those same like-minded people will be drawn to you. Your thoughts attract similar thoughts from others. Think about an electronic keyboard. You can now assign a note for bright, for cheery, for happy, for confident, for courageous, strength, wisdom, kindness. Those are the highest notes on the keyboard. And if you're broadcasting those, you're sending out strong, positive, intense waves in all directions. And if that thought comes in contact with like-minded people, that will affect them. And they'll come to you. They'll come to your direction, be more cooperative, and possibly follow your lead. At the other end of the keyboard, if you're feeling afraid, weak, depressed, hopeless, passive, dull, angry, lost, then those people tuned to those notes will come in your direction. Your effect on people with a positive outlook or broadcast won't even be felt. You'll have no effect on them whatsoever. And many people with lower negative thoughts and vibrational frequencies are generally led and are followers, not leaders, and could be considered to be a doormat. Now understand, we all have positive and negative tendencies depending upon the people, the situations, or circumstances in our environment. If you own a business, there may be predominantly positive thoughts from the employees towards the employer. And children, when young, tend to look at their parents as positive. You can raise low notes to high notes by practice, work, and effort. And that's where affirmations or power statements come in because you're beginning to establish new mental thoughts and allow us to make ourselves over. Because of our effort, 
we raise our thoughts to a level where we can receive input from others on the same plane of thought. I believe in affirmations. I use them not as much as I once did, but they do serve a purpose. When you assert that you can and will do something or become something more, you develop qualities conducive of succeeding. And as you raise the vibrational frequency of your thought, you can receive similar thoughts from people of the same kind. One thing that was difficult for me to learn how to do or how to be was not to let bad, negative, adverse circumstances, situations, thoughts, or people affect me so that I can remain calm in the eye of the storm. And that took several years to develop. I'm not oblivious to their pain or suffering or hurt. I don't, I just don't join them. And I use whatever influence I have to help them in some form or manner. It's sort of like lifting weights and trying to develop more muscle on the body. It's a matter of practice and gradual improvement. I'm generally pretty good in emergency situations or unexpected calls for help. It is possible to exchange low notes for high notes through action and effort. You can correct, change, terminate, and or transform your thoughts. It's your free will and choice. Let's move on to items in your home that release chemicals and may be toxic. And unfortunately, air fresheners and scented candles release VOCs, volatile or organic compounds, into the air in your home. There are numerous studies on air fresheners and scented candles not being good for you. One from 2011 recorded 133 different compounds in just 25 products that were analyzed. And about half of them contained chemicals like formaldehyde, acetaldehyde, and 1,4-dioxane, which have no safe exposure level. Of course, because they're in the air, the most harm is done to your respiratory system. But other health issues are possible. Now, if you're sitting there thinking, well, how do these get on the market? Manufacturers get a, an exemption and aren't required to disclose or detail what goes into their fragrances. I personally haven't purchased an air freshener in 20 years. I do on occasion buy candles, but generally when I do, they're essential oil-based made with coconut or beeswax. I also have a couple of essential oil diffusers and can make my own essential oil sprays with a mixture of water and alcohol with a few drops of the chosen essential oil and putting them into a, into a glass jar that has a sprayer attachment. If you have odors that you don't like, you can have small discrete containers of baking soda and cedarwood oil has also been found helpful eliminating odors, not masking them. And then we get into personal care products. Hair dye are made with very strong chemicals and these chemicals are not so wonderful for your health. Common ingredients include ammonia, toluene, something called PPD, which is a derivative of coal tar, and these chemicals in combination release formaldehyde. And then of course, the manufacturer adds fragrance to make it smell better. So your skin can be irritated, your hormones disrupted, 
your lungs may suffer irritation. Instead of using the chemical dyes, use natural hair dyes that are based off of henna if you're looking to color your hair. Products for your skin are generally loaded with chemicals that will not help your skin or your body. The European Union has banned over 1,300 chemicals from their cosmetics and skin products for their potential health risks. And as I mentioned in a previous podcast, in the U.S., they've only banned 11. So here's where you have to do some research and educate yourself and avoid anything that has parabens because they can mimic your hormones. And if the label has fragrance, parfum, or scent, these are potentially toxic chemicals. And the manufacturers are not required to disclose the ingredients. In their advertising, they can use natural, organic, or wild crafted, even if their product only includes one organic ingredient. You can look for products that are USDA certified organic for products in the United States or for an ECO cert from products made in Europe. And if you wear perfume, you really never know what you're putting on your skin. Some chemicals include styrene, beauty oxynethanol, and dichloromethane, acetaldehyde, which may cause irritation to your lungs, maybe even give you a headache, disrupt your hormones. Years ago, I switched to using essential oils instead of using perfumes. Your own signature scent by mixing them in a carrier oil of your choice, like olive oil, hemp oil, coconut oil, or you can switch to sprays or body mists made with natural organic essential oils that you can purchase in a variety of stores. Sunscreen are supposedly designed to protect your skin from overexposure to UV rays. Unfortunately, they're not protective of your overall health. Oxybenzone, avobenzone, and homolysate are endocrine disrupting. And recently, some other ingredients in sunscreen have been found to be harmful to coral reefs. And in some locations, sunscreens are banned. Micronized or nanoparticle sunscreens have become more popular, but they have their own set of hazards and have been linked to DNA damage and inflammation. I personally don't use sunscreens, but there are mineral-based ones of, of zinc oxide. Just make sure it doesn't say micronized. I build up my sun exposure over time, and I have found that taking astoxanthin supplement helps to protect my skin from overexposure. So you could, perf- you could perform your own experiment and, and test out whether astoxanthin would help your skin to be protected from overexposure to UV rays. And a word of warning about the dust in your house. It's a collection of the toxins from the numerous household items that I've talked about. We're continually accumulating dirt, fibers, and pet dander, along with the chemicals from fragrance products, PFAS from plastics, and PDBEs from flame retardants. All of this is dust. Because pets and children are both closer to the floor, it can be more problematic for them than adults. There are a variety of natural cleaning products on the market or you can make your own. It's not hard. There are all sorts of formulas out there on the internet. Many times I just use a damp rag or microfiber cloth 
to which I add a little bit of hydrogen peroxide and dust the furniture and all the electronic gear and use a vacuum with a good HEPA filter and open the windows frequently. Now, I want a clean, healthy home, and I'm sure you do too, but I think it's impossible to remove all the toxins and chemicals from our home and our life. So what we want to do is reduce the load, reduce the amount that we're exposed to. So my suggestion is to target the products that are the easiest to replace. Cookware, cleaning products, storage containers, and skincare products. Top the list. And you don't have to do them all at the same time, but begin by changing one of them out as the pocketbook allows. Every small step moves you in the direction of improving your health and the quality of your home environment. Freedom. What does it mean to you? For me, freedom has a variety of other names. Autonomy, independence, liberty, sovereignty. But freedom can mean different things to different people. It can include personal liberty as opposed to bondage or confinement. The power to determine one's fate. The absence of malicious or unnecessary restrictions on one's life. Absence from interference or external control on one's life. The power to take action as determined by you. The power to determine one's own movement without restriction or interference. The power to stand alone or join groups of like-minded individuals. The power to express one's ideas, thoughts, and actions without restriction or interference. What do you want freedom from or freedom to do? Let me give you some examples. I want the freedom to be free of aches and pains, from health issues, from difficult or overbearing people, to be mentally and physically strong. I want the freedom to be in alignment and centered on my purpose, mission, or calling, to be financially independent, to help others become the people they desire to be, to express my ideas and thoughts clearly, to stand up for myself, now, freedom doesn't come without limits. I'm not free to yell fire in a movie theater or a concert hall or large gathering of people. So my suggestion is that you take some time and think about what freedom means to you. Make your own list. Add to it every day and read that list over a couple of times a day. So now you know exactly what you want freedom for and what you want freedom to do in your own life. Avoidance. Do you avoid stuff and things because they could cause pain, discomfort, or change? Is it easier to avoid, ignore, and pretend it doesn't exist or to push it down? There was a time when I attempted to avoid certain people and circumstances or situations, but I found this to be a losing proposition. The problem or the issue didn't go away. Nothing's resolved. So I learned to tackle and forge ahead in spite of it being uncomfortable. We tend to view our parents as bigger than life when we're young. I have great, wonderful, fond memories from growing up. But that stopped for me at about age 12. My dad made it difficult to be around him. And it led me to, to, and it led me to question what love is. Does it exist? What causes it to change? And how can someone label their actions of love 
as love when it causes so much heartache and pain. My father's my father's behavior had a huge impact on me. In some ways, I made myself smaller so that I wouldn't be noticed. At times, I wanted to disappear, but of course you can't. After I had graduated from college and I was home for some reason, my father attempted to start something up. He kept picking at me, and I didn't respond for 20 to 30 seconds. I finally stood up for myself. I said, stop it. I don't like this. I never did like this. I think you did this out of love, but I'm not even certain about that. If you don't stop, I'm leaving. And he stopped picking on me, for the most part. And I forgave him so that I could move forward. And our relationship got better. I told this story to a friend and they said, oh, you were brave. And I said, I don't consider it to be brave. I just knew I didn't like it. And as a child, my voice was not strong enough to interrupt his behavior. I set a new boundary of what I deemed acceptable behavior and established a consequence if it didn't stop. I stopped avoiding and accepting his behavior. I stood up for myself. It wasn't easy. It wasn't comfortable. But things did improve by my taking actions and not avoiding the situation. Another place where people want to avoid is death, talking about death. It can be a family member, it can be a pet, but few people want to talk about it. It's hard, it's difficult to do. Nothing can change what has happened, and now you have to deal with a whole new reality. Ignoring it doesn't help and only means that healing is postponed. My father ignored his health for a long time, and he knew he was dying. And once he was hospitalized, that's what all the test results showed. So it was a waiting game. So every day we waited. And finally, one morning, the hospital called my mom and said it wouldn't be long before he passed. She didn't want to make that call to me, but she did. I called my brother to let him know, and we all met at the hospital. After my father passed, it fell on me to call family and friends. It was very hard to do. And talking with some people, it was extremely emotional. But neither my mother nor my brother was capable of doing it. And people needed to know. Telling your child that their beloved pet has passed away isn't easy either. You gain from sharing the experience by remembering the fun, the silly, what you learned, and what they were great at doing. Sharing stories is a great way to move the process forward instead of concentrating on the loss. Maybe you have an idea for a new product or a business, but you don't pursue it. Your lovely ego likes things just as they are, and you begin to hear negative self-talk. You're too young. You're too old. You're not smart enough. You've got no money. You've got no experience. You've got no knowledge. This is really just your ego's attempt to stop you from making any change. It really likes things the way they are. So stop avoiding your idea, your dream, or your desire. Begin today. Take no action and nothing changes. Start by writing down your idea. Then do some research. Start today. So I hope you find that avoidance is not a good strategy. Decide to be uncomfortable and tackle whatever you're avoiding. Answer the following questions. Are you avoiding someone or something? Why are you avoiding it? Is avoiding it helping you? How would your life improve if you dealt with this issue? What steps 
could you take to resolve this issue? Write down your answers to each question and reread it to clarify your thoughts and make adjustments, make a plan, and start today. Take advantage of this powerful tool to improve your life and those around you. I want to thank you for joining me today on Infinite Possibilities Abound. I hope you'll come back again next week. May the week ahead be filled with love, light, inspiration, and joy. Have a fabulous week. This is your host, Debbie Waisner.